You're listening to PK and DK's weekly lab, Life and Business. Jerry. What's up, Jerry? Hey, y'all. What's happening? Jerry, you took took that idea, ran with it, and congratulations on the 100th episode. That's amazing. Yes. Oh, thanks, man. It's been, it's been, a, been a while. I hope yeah, you've so- been able to sleep and spend time with the kids while you've been doing all that. Oh, I don't know. We they, they they haven't gone to school in a year. I've been home a year, so you know, it's uh, what 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 a time to be alive, for sure. Uh, it's gonna be real casual, everyone. Every week, Daniel and I would just do uh, a, a room called the Lab Life and Business, where we ask a guest to give us one life tip, one business tip, and then we just open it up, Q and A, have a good conversation, and then we just have a lot of fun just talking about life and business. So um, I wanna introduce our guest for today. He is a good brother of mine. When uh, Korea was in the World Cup, um, we put together a group called the Red Tigers. We were, you know, in Korea, they call it Red Devils, but um, we actually had someone like, I don't know, say that that they own that. So okay, we're like, all right, we'll make it the Red Tigers then. And we started like the Korean American version, did it in LA, I think Jerry got it going in other cities as well. But the one, uh, the big one we did was at ESPN Zone. Now it's at Tom's Urban. It's like just super packed. Some of the most fun, crazy soccer memories of all time. Um, and then we we did it a few more times in Koreatown. But more than that, like he's just been a leader. I've seen at USC, um, and he went to Michigan for NBA, and just all throughout, he's always just been a proactive leader wherever he went. Now he's a family man, and he's a go-getter. He started his own podcast. He started Asian Podcast Network. Like Daniel said, he just did his 100th uh, episode. He's networking with every Asian leader and he's just a very um, proactive leader that I respect much. So he's also a NetCal fellow. There's a there's a group called Network of Korean American Leaders. Um, Gloria's in it as well. And um, it's just a lot of uh, really brilliant leaders in the community that um, do a lot of good work. So I just wanna welcome our brother, Jerry Wan. Thanks, man. That was dope. That made me sound nice. What's up, brother? Yeah, Jerry. <laughs> hey, just give a quick background, and then uh, we'll go into one life tip and a business tip. Yeah, so, I mean, um, I'm an immigrant kid. I came here when I was eight from Korea. Uh, grew up in Southern California. Went to high school in New York City. Um, and I got sick of working for big companies. I got sick of working for small companies, so uh, decided to just start podcasting and, and talk to people and, and capture Asian American stories. So that's what we do now. Uh, we tell stories and uh, PK has been on the show. There's a bunch of other people who've been on the show as well. So uh, it's just been a lot of fun. Uh, yesterday was our one year anniversary of our main show. And so that was exciting. Um, but yeah, happy to happy to be with you guys. I think um, I know half the room, which is uh, awesome, but even by clubhouse standards. So uh, good to be here. Awesome. And I do think that uh, through Maggie, it's we do have Brian in the house. He's founder of Asian Hustle Network, blowing up uh, on various social platforms. Also, just crushing it here in Clubhouse. A great guy and just really mobilizing so many people together uh, to just keep moving forward onwards and upwards. And, uh, you know, definitely powerful um, in everything that he's doing. Welcome, Brian. Thank you, thank you for having me here. Uh, I, I I see this room. I think it's amazing that you guys are putting this together. 
And, you know, the, the message that you sent me earlier, too, I think this is for an excellent cause. And I'm here to support in any way that I can. And congratulations, Jerry, on hitting 100 episodes in your podcast. That's amazing. Oh, thanks, guys. You, you guys you guys were all a part of it. Um, Brian, Brian's too hot for a clubhouse right now. <laughs> and, Brian, you know Daniel, right? Uh, yeah, I've seen Daniel around in, in many rooms. Hey, what's up, Brian? Hey, mad respect for what you've been doing with a- Asian Hustle Network. Uh, I saw you got, you know, I, I know I've said this in the past, but I saw it when it was growing and I saw people getting behind it. I seen, I remember when you guys did your event in, uh, I think it was Westminster or, you know, that. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool. Just watching it grow. And also Jerry, dude, like mad respect. I still remember when you came by my office and we're interviewing Sylvia and you were just telling me about this idea and I, and the fact that you ran with it and caught the wave and now kind of parlaying that into clubhouse dude it's amazing so congratulations Persistence, for sure the interview that sure. never aired i know we gotta <laughs> we gotta admit that as an nft and then it'll be like hey shit. the one missing episode shit you know i have to find that file um okay well jerry and brian by the way brian fan is uh, speaking through maggie but if you could share one life tip first from all your experiences. Stop giving a shit about what other people think or say about you, which is really hard. But I think before you can do that, you have to figure out what you are about and what you value and what you're not willing to negotiate on and figure out what your personal values are. And then once you do that, it becomes really clear to say no to anything else that doesn't align to you. And that probably will have to include letting go of some longtime friends, letting go of some habits, and saying no to a whole lot of things. But when you know what you want to do and what you want to leave as a legacy, then everything else becomes clear and you stop giving a crap about what anybody says. Thank you. Very true. I actually had that on my profile for sure. Growing up a preacher's kid, dad, it's the pastor of a huge church, 3,000 people, yet to be perfect the whole time. And then at just some point, it just becomes so exhausting. And you just start like, you know, I don't want to care about what everyone thinks. You know, I just got to be me. So 100%. How about you, Brian? Life tip. Um, definitely. Don't underestimate what you can accomplish in one year. A lot can happen in one year. Um, just from relative speaking, I think a year and a half ago before Asian Hustle Network, I was relatively unknown. <laughs> and then a year later, it's like I kind of, you know, I believe in this mission and believe in a lot. And sort of like the universe sort of helps guides you there and pushes you up higher and higher. But don't underestimate like how much how many things happen in one year? So just keep your your head straight, your mental health great, and keep moving forward. So I want to, if I could piggyback on on those two things. So Jerry and Brian, I've been able to kind of just watch and see, uh, like you know, just kind of the action and activity around what you guys are doing. Plus, like the community, Jerry. You know, we've we've talked a couple of times on Zoom about different ideas and uh, doing merch and stuff like that. What do you guys do with the inbound now, right? So, because, dude, it's one thing when you got maybe, you know, a handful of followers and then it gets bigger and you're networking and trying to make it bigger. You know, what do you do with the inbound now? You know what I mean? Like now that it's gotten a lot bigger and the platform has gotten larger, have you guys figured out how to kind of manage that? And what are you guys kind of doing with that? Carrie, you want to go first? Uh... No, you can go. I, I, I want to think about it a little bit. Yeah. Now the platform has grown bigger. We incorporate ourselves into a C-Corp. So we're running things like company now. We brought in a consultant to help break things down into sub-teams so we manage inbounds and requests better. 
Um, it's just like lately our partnerships has becoming more and more recognized. So a lot of corporations actually reaching out to us. So we recognize that and we realize that now is the time for us to raise uh, capital from friends and family to hire out a team to sort of take in the inbound and focus on these partnerships. Um, so we do, we are progressing a lot into a very corporate style from a Facebook group, which is pretty awesome to be able to do something like that. Uh, yeah, and we picked up a lot of strategic advisors along the way too. So we're pretty much running everything as a corporation at this moment. That's awesome. I mean, and I'm, I'm assuming a lot of opportunities too, right? Like how are you handling that? Lots and lots of opportunities. It's, uh, it's very overwhelming <laughs> at times. But at the same time, we think back to our, our mission statement. You know, our mission is to have more Asians in mainstream media, higher investment corporate ladders. If the objective doesn't fall into any of these three buckets, we tend to say no. But if we do, we kind of reevaluate our priorities uh, before, before saying yes. Got it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Uh, once again, um, this is PK and DK's Life and Business. It's a lab, lab we have every week. Uh, on Wednesdays, eight o'clock, we just talk to people who are running different businesses. Today we have uh, Jerry One, Brian Pham, who's speaking through Maggie's account, and we get we get a life tip and a business tip, and then after that, we're gonna open it up, just have a really good conversation from everyone, and hit different topics as we bring the community together. How about you, um, Jerry, for a business tip? Uh Business tip sort of mixes with what Daniel said. I, I think, you know, uh, people, this, this might not be a very popular opinion, but uh, especially when you run a media thing, people forget that it's a business. And so I get, I don't know, I'm still humbled by people wanting to work with me, uh, but it does get a little bit annoying and a little bit frustrating when people just want, want, want from you to leverage the platforms that I've spent a lot of time building to broadcast their message or to, you know, help themselves. And there's really no desire or any uh, attempt to make it even a, it, even an unequal value exchange. So I think that's the biggest challenge um, as, as we're trying to grow, right? Um, how, how do people value the, the reach, the work that goes in behind the scenes and the work that went in behind the scenes to build a platform for them to get their message out there? Um, especially when you're in the community space and uh, PK, you know about this from collaboration and Brian knows, and I see so many friends uh, here that can probably attest like, um, it's okay to make money by doing community related things, but there's a lot of people who think that you shouldn't. And so, I don't know, none of us are all, I don't know, lottery winners or generationally wealthy people. So like, that's been a challenge. Um, and so, you know, my business tip for especially somebody starting early or, you know, whether you're starting a YouTube channel or a podcast, or I know people that are like starting businesses off of Clubhouse, like, like just that, like make it a business first, right? Come up with revenue streams early, uh, come up with a lot of different ways. Um, for the first time yesterday, I asked people for money in the form of, uh, we have a small uh, on-demand merch shop through Bonfire. Uh, which I built overnight, really, really easy. And then we have, uh, I did a buy me a coffee. And like the response has been pretty humbling. Um, like, you know, so I, I think that's sort of the thing, you know, like I know it's really good to have um, mission only driven things, but 
you know, it's without, they, they say no money, no mission. And so, you know, figure out how you're going to make money and, and be open-minded as well on, on how that's going to come to fruition for you. Thank you, brother. How about you, Brian, speaking through Maggie? Yeah, I think, I think Gary has a really good point. You know, just run it as a business right off the bat. Even if you think that idea it doesn't, doesn't really do anything, come in with a business plan first because that comes a long way. You know, that's something that personally for us, we kind of, you know, when we first started the community, we didn't really think to monetize at all. But we slowly, we slowly, like we slowly realized that other communities around us are, are, are not doing as well because essentially you have to, you have to pay your team in order for for you for them to do excellent excellent work on a daily basis. You know, because the thing with with community is that after a while motivation does wear off, and if you don't, there's no other motivation besides, you know, just mainly like volunteering their time eventually you're going to cause a huge uh, attrition in your team and that won't be good uh, for the culture moving forward. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, once again, if you're just coming in the room, we're just inviting everyone on stage. Uh, one thing I like to do, you know, I'm a recruiter, right? So I've been a recruiter for the past seven years and, you know, I call cold call people like, you know, I used to do admin and, um, I used to, and now I do uh, mortgage loan officers. It's very dry. I, I just call them over and over and over and follow up every few months. Um, but, you know, they always say, like, children are the best salespeople, recruiters, because they just keep asking, hey, can I have ice cream? No. Can I have ice cream? No. How about now? No. Can I have ice cream? No. <laughs> it's like, they they don't stop. And, like, finally, all right, like, give me ice cream. Like, I literally do that when I um, – invite people on stage to a clubhouse too. Like, it's just funny to see, like, I don't even know some people, but I just keep inviting them, but I could tell either they're busy and they can't come up on stage or after the first time they say no, the second time they're like, all right, I'll come up man. I'll just come up. And so um, I just, I like the fact that uh, persistence and follow-up, um, it works, you know, I, that's what I do. Like we, we, I just keep calling and calling and emailing and texting and, sending them a letter and sending them a gift and sending, you know, that's how MBA agents do it too. You know, it's like a year long process when they bring over a certain player, you know, they wine and dine them. And so um, for me, that's, that's my business tip is just persistence. I've seen like what Brian said, one year makes a huge difference. What Jerry has done in one year with the hundred podcasts and building an entire community of Asian. Like if here's the thing, if Jerry didn't do that, Maybe some of it might have done it, or maybe not. Maybe everyone would still be scattered. But the fact that he did it, he took action, is awesome. And I would just see it on Facebook, like all the different Asian podcasters coming together and then how much more synergy and power there is. You know, I remember when I started Collaboration, the talent show, you know, it was really like, you know, lame in the beginning. It was like half empty. Um, and then it just kept growing. And of course, there's criticisms, you know, it's sometimes it's like the curtains open or like there's tech problems. But they all, you also think like, man, if, if I didn't do this, like how long would it take before someone else would have done it? Probably someone would have done it, but I don't know, maybe it would have taken years. So I just really commend Jerry and then Brian for starting Asian Hustle Network. Like mobilization is a huge skill, just bringing people together 
And that's something that everyone um, should take advantage of. And I some people in the room, they do it daily here. Um, I know Callista, some people, they just, you can mo mobilize people so fast here. It doesn't matter. It literally, if there's only three people in the room, like if you think about how hard it is to get three people to meet at a restaurant, you're mobilizing them, right? And so I hope more Asians, uh, not just Asians, but since a lot of people here are Asians, but are, take more initiative to start different rooms. It doesn't have to be all serious. Like I see the most crazy, I actually love some of the most ridiculous rooms. I like hopping in there, but um, <laughs> you know, there's like a whale moan room. That was amazing, right? Where that was just, my first. <laughs> yeah, everyone told sad stories and then everyone would, would moan like a whale, like ooh. But um, yeah, just take more initiative and in mobilizing because it's a powerful resource here. And you know, if you think about normal seminars, you have to rent a venue and then you have to publicize it and then bring everyone over there. Everyone has to spend gas. And with Clubhouse, you can do that instantly. Like Daniel just came up with the room, thought about it. We did it um, using NFTs to raise money for Stop Asian Hate. And he did that all within a few hours and there were hundreds of people in there in that room before we came here. So um, I just want to encourage people just to continue to be proactive and, and mobilize. Just go get it. Well, uh, I want to say one thing, PK, because I mean, I, I know, I don't know, we, we celebrated and I made a big deal about it yesterday, but you know, um, it's funny because everybody that I met in 2020, a lot of people, I mean, everybody online, basically in groups like Brian's at Asian Hustle Network and other places, uh, they only see me as a podcasting person. They have no idea what the hell I did before March 2nd, 2020. And then everybody else who knew me before 2020, they're very curious why I'm doing podcasting all of a sudden. So I, I think it's, you know, like I've known you young for 20 years, right? So I called you and you said immediately yes to be one of my first guests in the week. Like, so even though it's only been a week or a year technically, like I leveraged the resources, the network, the confidence, the skills that I've learned over a lifetime, right? So like for, for everybody, like you have everything that you need to be successful in whatever it is that you want to do. And so like, just start. Like PKs and Daniel said, like, just do it. And yeah. then if it did, if this doesn't work, I would have made it. I would have quit, right? Because there's no point in chasing a goal just for the sake of chasing a, a, a time or a monetary goal. But I enjoyed it. I love it. And I'm making a difference. So, you know, we keep going. So, Jerry, one thing, like starting businesses or starting any momentum, like PK was talking about mobilizing people, is getting started. You know, and they say like this journey of a, like a thousand or 10,000 miles or 10,000 stairs is the first step. And it's the hardest thing to make that first step. And then you kind of build momentum. I'm just kind of curious because obviously I saw you when you're starting. How did you know and what? You know, how did you know it was starting to work and what was kind of happening right around that time? To be frank, from a financial perspective, it still hasn't worked, right? Like I haven't, <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm still in the building phase, right? Um, but, you know, weird things are happening, right? Like I am working with very large companies uh, whose names we would all recognize to help them with their Heritage Month programming in May, not only for me to speak, but to arrange other speakers to come. And, and those are, you know, well-paying gigs, um, you know, I'm, I'm speaking a lot of schools. And so, you know, there hasn't been a lot of direct income. And, and for people who are familiar with media or podcasting, like direct revenue, you're never direct ad revenue, you're never really going to make money. Right. You know, unless you have a list that's hundreds of thousands of large and they have decent engagement and open rates. Um, so it's really just 
taking the thing that you love doing and then looking at how you can generate revenue and build a business around it rather than just that thing. Um, so, but you know, to, to answer your real question of like when I knew, I mean, I'm, I'm still figuring it out, but you know, um, I don't know. People write you very nice emails about how it's changed their lives. Uh, people leave nice reviews on, on stuff. Um, we actually started a show. Um, I think most of you guys know it, but it's called the Chanchi show and it's by three Korean American adoptees. Uh, one I knew, uh, one, you know, too, PK, Nathan Nowak, uh, the photographer. Yeah. Uh, Nathan came on and then two other guys just apply to be on the show. And then I asked all of them if they wanted to start a show together because I feel passionate about elevating adoptive voices. And so three grown men who've never met each other started a podcast together. Um, and like, so that's part of the legacy too. And they're thriving and they love it. And, and so, you know, uh, yeah. And, and so there's a lot of little stories like that where, you know, I, I get thanked for inspiring somebody to start. And so um, I, I don't do it for that, obviously. Uh, well, I don't do it for the glory. I, I did it for the impact that it would have, which is other people starting their own storytelling journeys um, in, in the way that they saw fit and sharing the stories that made sense to them. Well, you know, I, there's monetary compensation and then there's impact. You know what I mean? Like there's different ways of of measuring success. And I think Jerry, especially, you know, seeing when you were starting and like driving and taking all the, I still remember you talking about it. And I'm just like, you know, a lot of people don't have that type of grit to keep things going. And I just want to celebrate that. That's awesome that you did that. And I'm glad I get to talk to you right now and tell you that it's, it's been a crazy year for us too. I've been like on fumes, <laughs> like throughout the whole COVID, you know, period. And we've been trying to kind of just keep things moving ourselves, but you know, I have been kind of seeing things from time to time on social. So just mad respect on what you've been able to do. Um, also with Brian, I mean, same question, like, you know, with the Asian Hustle Network, I know you started as a Facebook page and I remember when it was like maybe a couple hundred or maybe a couple thousand and you kind of had people just introducing themselves, talk about their businesses. Um, when did you kind of know that things were starting to work and, and take off and what did that feel like for you? Yeah. Um... I guess for us, we we haven't really focused on the financial model for the longest time. It wasn't until it wasn't until we started hitting some um, attrition on the team where people were telling us like they're spending too many hours in the Asian Hustle Network and they still have to focus on their job. Um, that's when it occurred to us that we, in order for us to become a everlasting organization, we had to be financially sustainable, right? Right. And from that point on, like we started keeping an eye out for other people in the community in the community that could help us build out a business model. So we so with the attrition that's happening, we lost like pretty much half the team because there is a lot of uh, mental stress that comes into managing communities big. A lot we get a lot of various emails and messages that around the clock, around the world, uh, that our, our team members couldn't handle anymore. Um, so when that when that happened, it's like okay, like if you want to keep Asian Hustle Network around, if you want to continue supporting the community, we're gonna have to convert ourselves into a company, um, and that's when you know we started exploring different financial models and bringing in different consultants and asked and like started our outreach to other corporations to see like how can we how can we generate some revenue, you know? So we right. reached out to like Citibank, reached out to Lexus, Toyota, whatever they all agreed to like sponsor our events for like thousands of dollars 
per our, our event if we shout them out for like an hour, right? Um, that's when it, to, it occurred to me that, you know, there's, there's a lot more that we could do. So now we're looking into publishing our book where we can stay within our mission statements of amplifying our community members while still uh, creating revenue to, to make the team sustainable. And, and now it's like, okay, now that we, we have a proven financial model, what's the ne- what is the next step for us? You know, the next step for us is, you know what? We're just going to go big, go big or go home. We're going we're gonna to become the Asian TED Talk of the world and how we do that. You know, we're securing venture capital money uh, at this moment to continue growing the organization and hire more and more people around the world because in our, because in, in my view, at least, I want us to have a tribe for everyone. I want us to have a community for everyone, not just Americans, not just Australians, not just any, not just the Western world, but for the rest of the world, I want us to have a place where we, we, we can call home. And I want that whole day Asian Hustle Network. That's awesome. Hey, how'd you even come with, up with, dude, for both of you guys, how'd you guys come up with the names? I mean, I, you know, I'm always coming up with different names. What was that like? Were you just like, yo, Asians Hustle, we got a network. <laughs> I'm just kind of curious. Yo, I don't know if that was corny, but I mean, how, how did that happen anyways? Yeah. If you want me to be, to be completely, completely honest? Absolutely. We want to know the origin story oh, of both yeah. you and Jerry. Yeah, yeah. So I, I never intended to create a community. So I posted the idea of Asian Hustle Network into Asian Creative Network, and they they denied my post. And I was like, what? right? They're like, it's a bad idea. I'm like, what? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously, I want to create another community called Asian, but the middle word was extremely difficult for me. I didn't know what. To- do I, I was like asian professionals i'm not i'm personally not a well i am an asian professional but i personally don't cater towards that that much because i'm all about like what else can you do your time like what other what other side hustles can you do and the word side hustle came up right i'm like okay asian hustle asian hustle sounds really good so i went ahead and google asian hustle and it went to like all these like pornographic websites whoa like, whoa okay, uh, that's hilarious you google asian hustles <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, so there needs to be one more word. <laughs> uh, so uh, kids, don't don't man, Google that, right? Don't Google yeah. that, kids. <laughs> at, at least they're hustling. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, there needs to be one more word. I'm like, okay, so I want to bring back the professional aspect of things. So Asian Hustle Network. So I Google that. There's nothing on that. Uh, so I went ahead and like reserve all the domains and move forward with Asian Hustle Network. And it turned out that you know the word hustle not only resonate with myself growing up and what I do, it resonates with a lot of people. You know, the American hustle, you gotta hustle to get to your dreams, the side hustle, you know, and that that really became a staple of our culture and our identity. That's awesome, Brian. Everybody hustling, man. Everybody hustling. Um, Right now, thank you, Jerry and Brian, our special guests for today. We're just gonna open it up.